Today I'm going to be sharing with us my seventh lesson in what is self. To be under authority is paving the way to have someone under your authority someday. Most of us, I'm sure, were familiar with the story of the centurion, popular story of faith of the centurion, who uh, <laughs> Jesus had such an amazing encounter with. That in today's world, with the way we do Christianity, <laughs> I almost doubt if you know that is possible. And what am I saying? So here was Jesus going on his way to uh, someone's house and the centurion uh, who was not even a Jew and wasn't a believer as it were but he did charitable deeds built their synagogue for them had a good report amongst the Jews you know at that time and his servant was ill. And of course they had told him about Jesus. And he came looking for Jesus. And he came and he said, please, my servant is ill. Can you come and, you know, you know, pray for him and all of that. And Jesus said, okay, let's go to your house. And the man made a very profound statement. You know what he said? He said, no, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof. You don't need to come to my house. He said, just say the word. Speak the word only, and my servants will be healed. Wow! Jesus was blown away. When everybody is looking for how to corner Jesus in their homes, one centurion is saying, Shall you say you are a you are a king, some sort, well, you are a master. Your word is powerful. Speak the word only, and my servants will be healed. He said, I'm a man under authority. If I say to this servant, go, he goes. If I say to this servant, come, he comes. He said, I'm a man under authority and I have men under my authority. I'm able to exercise authority because I'm a man under authority. Wow! That is so profound, guys. That is so profound. He said, I'm a man under authority and I have men under me. That I have authority over. What I see is that a lot of people don't want to be under authority. A lot of people don't want to be under authority. We just want to, you know, exercise our authority and power and just do things and without really being accountable to anyone. It's a dangerous place to be. It is a dangerous place to be. I usually counsel young women that if you are young single women, if you want to start, you know, dating someone or going to a relationship with someone, that man had better be a man under authority. He had better be a man that submits to authority. We found ourselves in a generation where everybody has a word for themselves. Now, I'm not saying, I know there's an extreme of that. Where people just suspend their thinking and people just do things, you know, like um, pe people literally put their life under, you know, a man of God or something and they don't even have a say over their own lives. No, that's the extreme. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 
the, the one prescribed by God, whereby it is important that we are under authority. The, the benefits are far, far, far reaching. The benefits are far reaching. You can't afford to live your life just anyhow. And I love to say it to the single ladies. You know that scripture that says, the man is the head of the woman? Hmm? In that same scripture, it says, as Christ is the head of the man, and as God is the head of Christ. So Christ is not headless. Man, husband, is not meant to be headless. And that's how he's able to provide covering for the woman. So you find some men trying to exert authority over their wives. Those are the kind of men you hear and say, do you know who I am? Who are you? <laughs> when someone begins to say, do you know who I am? Then they are not anything. Or men who feel like it is by exerting authority is by showing that you are the lion of the tribe of your house. That's how you show that you are an authority. That's how you show that you are in power. Don't you know I'm the head of this home? You are the head of a home to the extent to which Christ is your head. That's what that scripture is saying. It's as simple as that. You are the head of your home to the extent to which Christ is your head. So you can't be exercising authority when you yourself, you are not under authority. That's the balance there. That's what the centurion was saying. I said to this one, go, he goes. I said to this one, come, he comes. Why? Because I'm also under authority. If my commander-in-chief says, go, I go, and I come. So my, the ones under me have seen that I'm under authority. And so, if I tell them to do something, they will do it because I have shown by example what it means to be under authority. Jesus said, wow, I've not seen such a faith. I love the relationship between Mordecai and Esther. A lot of us women, we say stuff like, oh, I want to be an Esther and all of that. Good as that may be, do we know what it means for Esther to have obeyed her uncle without questioning. How many of us can? We talk about her. She finally made her way to the palace. She became the queen and all of that. But who began that process? Mordecai. Mordecai. She had lost both parents. And so Mordecai was like her guardian. Here you were in, in a country where you are not familiar with, you know, so the person that you're familiar with says to you, come and do this, come and do that. Ah. And then you're wondering, beauty pageant, you know, says come and do this. And the Bible says she did not question. He also said to her, don't mention where you're from. Don't tell them that you are not this, that you are this. Ooh, amazing. And then eventually she found herself as the queen. And you wonder how she got there. She submitted herself to authority. So it's, it's, in, it's, very, it, as in it's almost impossible when you have submitted yourself under authority, you will have people submit themselves to you. It's, 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 a, it's, it's an equation you cannot, you cannot dispute. 
when you are under authority, you are paving way. When you submit to authority, it's like you are sowing seeds into the future. Invariably, you too will be in authority at some, at some point in your life. Authority over your children as well. But have you been under authority even as a child yourself to your parents? Or even, even at work or working you know, at, in church or whatever it is. You can't demand what you have not given. It's not possible. I love that story about Esther and Mordecai. I also love Ruth and Naomi. Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. And here she was. Husband dead, father-in-law dead, brother-in-law dead. And she was left with her mother-in-law. All the things that um, Ruth, Naomi, sorry, asked Ruth to do was very questionable. Some of us will say, ah, ah. don't forget, she was a Moabitess. So she had to just trust her that I found myself in this place. You understand their ways, their culture. This is not my culture. But I'm going to submit myself under authority to you. I'm going to submit myself because you are a mother to me. She remember when she followed her, she said, don't worry. I'm joined to you now, Naomi. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. She wasn't lip servicing when she said that. She said it with the totality of her heart. And she found herself, and then we all know the story, her submitting to authority paved way for her to become the great-grandmother of David. You want to tell me there were no fine girls in Bethlehem at that time? That, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ruth's um, husband's name. Boaz. You want to tell me? But, see, God just has a way of preserving. Preserving. It was her obedience. It was her submitting to authority. That brought her into purpose. That brought her into destiny. And I want you to understand that Naomi wasn't exactly a very easygoing mother-in-law. She was difficult. If you read in between the lines, the book of uh, Ruth, you would know that she was difficult. There was a woman mourning. She was so embittered. She had questions. She said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Bitterness. She said, I came left full. I'm coming back empty. What, what, what is it? In fact, it was, it was Naomi. It was Ruth who woke up and said, we can't die here. Let me go out and go and glean. I know I'm not, you know, a fully a, a Jewish person. But I can learn. Submitting. We have too many, too many prideful people. We have too many young people who haven't even attained anything in life and we're just going about feeling like, you know, we, we've got authority. And, and sometimes that authority is built on nothing. The moment in our life when we are meant to submit and learn, we are feeling like, oh, I've, I've come into some revelation knowledge. And that revelation knowledge is not something God started using to test you. And then we just want to run with it. We have a group of people who are so entitled. 
the entitlement mentality is so potent. And God is just looking. Where are those who are willing to submit? He says when you are under authority, when you submit yourself to authority, even in church, some people will submit to the pastor and they will not submit to their choir leader. Haba. Some women will submit to their pastors rather than their husbands. Mm-hmm. Some people would rather submit to, to, to the pastor and, and be giving the pastor's wife eyes. It's just so funny. All manner of things we do even in the name of God. You don't submit to authority. They do something to you in church, you're offended, you look for the next church. Wow! It's amazing how we feel church is meant to be a place of perfect people. No! <laughs> no! As long as we're in this flesh, we're imperfect. We will offend people. People will offend us. Would you not, because of that, uproot yourself from where God has planted you? We need to learn to submit. Some of us are okay to submit some part of our lives to people we consider spiritual authority. But some other parts of their life, no, you have, you can't even go near it. Some of us would rather even just do, uh, come to church, amen, amen. And some people have even vowed they will never get close to their pastor. They will never, for whatever reasons, possibly they've been, you know, uh, they've had issues or they've had incidences in the past. But even when God is trying to communicate with them that I'm trying to plant you somewhere, I'm trying to build something with you here, they still like feel like, no, that's not it. I'm not seeing it. When you're under authority, when you submit yourself to those God has positioned in your life, your family, your parents, your spiritual parents, uh, your husband, when, when God has positioned people that he said submit to be under authority reason why you are under authority is is to to guard you to guard you to build certain characters in you you learn patience you learn to be to be a uh, uh, you, you learn to be patient. You will learn to be... Um, you, you will learn to be patient. I think ultimately. <laughs> you will learn to, to appreciate diverse people. You would come into certain understanding when you find yourself under authority. And then when is now time for you to be in authority. It will be easy. Because you've sown the seeds. No one who puts themselves under authority. Would, would miss out. Or feel like they've lost. No. Don't live your life. Just anyhow. Without guides. And At some point in time in your life. You need guidance. You need uh, uh, the Bible talks about the, the child, even though he's the heir, you know, for as long as he's a child, he's under guards and stewards. Sometimes, in as you're growing through life, God will give you guards and stewards. It's not because 
you are incapacitated. It is just God's way, God's design to ensure that certain things are in place and in position. Don't, don't live an unguarded life. Don't live like, you know, I got it all. You can't tell me what to do. No one can tell me what to do. And I plead with you once again, my dear young single sisters. Don't marry a man that is not under authority. I've shown us from the scripture. The Bible says the husband is the head of the man, woman. As Christ is the head of the man. And as God is the head of Christ. So your husband can provide headship to the extent to which Christ provides headship. And you know they say something in Yoruba. <laughs> so if your if the husband is not submitted to Christ, Christ won't force you to submit. I tell you, you can't give what you don't have. That's just the simple logic. You can't give what you don't have. Learn to be under authority. It will be easy to find people submit to your authority. Trust me, you won't demand for it. You won't have to start demanding for it. You know who I am? How dare you? You, you won't even get to that. You submit to authority. You find out that people who demand authority, who impose authority, do not submit to authority. It's a principle of life. Submit to authority. Submit to God. Submit to those God has put in position of authority over you. Sometimes it's not convenient. Sometimes it's not convenient. Sometimes you wonder. For some people that probably... You know, uh, parents are late and then you have to be raised by an aunt or raised by an uncle. And the environment isn't exactly perfect. Sometimes it's not. I just said it now that I don't think Naomi was a perfect mother-in-law. But if God has positioned these people, trust me, he will grant you wisdom on how to manage it. Submitting to authority is you sowing the seeds for the future. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me this evening. I hope you have been blessed. And I hope that you have gained one thing or the other. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Looking forward to sharing with you my eighth life lesson. I believe this has blessed you. Thank you for joining me this evening. Have a beautiful, beautiful night rest. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.